Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one equitable page of Talmud every day. And on today's page, we have a whole long meditation about whether or not it is permitted to break the laws of Shabbat to facilitate a healthier, more painless delivery for a woman giving birth. And so I thought I would call someone who has educated me greatly on the topic of women's health. She is so many things, professor of cardiology at the Zucker School of Medicine at Hofstra Northwell. She's also senior vice president and chief diversity and inclusion officer at Northwell and a fantastic scholar. Hello, Dr. Jennifer Mraz. Hello, Biel. It's great to be here. Thank you for including me. It is absolutely my pleasure. And so, you know, uh, before we met, uh, women's health was not a topic I was uh, deeply educated about. I, I assumed that it had some challenges, but didn't quite know the extent of it. And yet today's page is sort of an invitation to think about the different ways in which medicinally we have to address the very divergent needs of both men and women. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think we have looked as a community, we have looked at women's health for many centuries, focusing on the breast and reproductive system, right? We felt that women's health was just about delivering babies, reproduction, and breast health. And what we have learned, especially in the past three decades, is that there are gender differences, sex and gender differences across all diseases that apply to both women and men. We as a society have applied the male model to all of healthcare, the one-size approach. We figured it works in women, it will work in men. But over the past three or four decades, as we have focused on the gender and sex differences as it relates to many diseases, we recognize that there are differences, that there are some diseases that are unique to women, and those are, you know, things like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, all of these are women's diseases, but we also know that different diseases present differently in women. We know, for example, heart disease, which is one area that we have studied extensively. It's an equal opportunity killer. Women show up with different symptoms that are indicating a heart attack that will be missed. We know that Things like hypertension and all different types of diseases present differently in women. And so I think it's important for us to know we have to go beyond the bikini approach to looking to women's health and expand it to include all the diseases so that we can better treat women, save their lives, and have women live longer and healthier lives. As I always say, your health is your most important asset. And so the area of gender research and women's health needs to be expanded to recognize that women will present with the same diseases, with different symptoms. We have to have different diagnostic and treatment algorithms to be able to treat women effectively. Now, you mentioned research. So I know, again, having learned from you that what applies to treating female patients also applies to research, right? That people would do clinical trials, they will take a population that is disproportionately male and then assume, well, the results will apply across the board. Is that something that's being addressed as well? Yes, it is. In fact, about two decades ago, the Institutes of Medicine issued a call and a mandate to all researchers in all areas of medicine that we must include equal proportions of women and men and study the different effects of drugs on treatment strategies with a sex and gender lens. So we're still behind. We're still in its infancy because, you know, just it takes a while to to change the the course of the Titanic of medicine. 
But we are definitely including women in all clinical trials. And we're learning the differences, right? For example, you know, you think of the drug Ambien, right? which works well on men and women, well, we recognize that in women, the doses need to be adjusted and there could be different types of side effects. So this is an area of ongoing research. And thankfully, I would say, due to the efforts of people like Dr. Nanette Wenger and the late Dr. Bernadine Healy and many of my colleagues across the country, we're now coming up with strategies to treat women's diseases with truly a sex and gender approach and lens. And can I just add one thing? At Hofstra Northwell, at the Katz Institute for Women's Health, we are studying women and heart disease. My colleague, Dr. Stacey Rosen, is spearheading the institute, the Katz Institute for Women's Health, where we're truly helping women understand aspects of their health, how to navigate the health system, as well as doing the research so that we understand and learn more about the unique aspects of treatment and treatment strategies for women's health. Dr. Mares, I can hardly think of a more optimistic way to start the week. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Soon.